Welcome to the Walk Boldly with Jesus podcast. I am your host, Katherine Duggan. I created this podcast to inspire you to walk boldly in your Christian faith. Each weekday, I will talk about scripture and how these verses can relate to your everyday life. Spending time each day with the Word of God is a great way to fortify your faith. I'm so glad to have you along on this journey. Let's get started. The title of today's episode is Start with Love. The scripture verse is Psalm chapter 63, verse 1. O oh God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. When I read this verse, I thought it did a great job explaining the yearning we have for God. We all need God in our lives. We are desperate to have him in our lives. The verse shows this in a way I don't think I could. It also helps me realize how much I need God. Have you ever read something and then realized that was exactly how you felt, and yet you didn't really know it before you read it? I knew I loved God, and I knew I longed for God. However, I couldn't put it into words until I read this verse. My soul thirsts for him. My flesh faints for him, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. There is no water if God is not in my life. My life is a dry and weary land when I don't call upon God. Carrie Underwood has a song called, What I Never Knew I Always Wanted. I have not heard this song before, and yet I found it today while looking up something. This song was not written about Jesus. I believe it was written about her child, judging from the other words. However, the chorus speaks to the way many of us feel about Jesus. The chorus says, I finally found what I never knew I always wanted. I couldn't see. I was blind till my eyes were opened. I didn't know there was a hole, something missing in my soul, till you filled it up with your love. I think so many people are walking around this world right now and they don't know God is what they have always wanted. They know they have a hole. They know something is missing in their soul and yet they don't know what it is. I like the line, I couldn't see. I was blind till my eyes were opened. How can we help them open their eyes? The next line in the chorus might be giving us the answer to that very question. I didn't know there was a hole, something missing in my soul, till you filled it up with your love. What if we worked on filling people up with love? What if we showed people so much love, they realized that was what they've been missing in their lives? We can't fill them up with our love, though. Our love is broken and judgmental. Our love is not a perfect love. It is flawed, and it can hurt others, even when we don't want to. However, If we fill them up with God's love, the love of Jesus, then they would feel an unconditional love that would fill the hole in their soul. I know you're already asking yourself, how do I do that? How do I love with Jesus' love and not my own love? I know you're asking this because I'm asking it too. We are called to be a reflection of Jesus. We are called to love like he loved. How did Jesus love? We can't be expected to love like Jesus if we don't know how he loved. 
The best way to know this is to look back at scripture. Jesus Christ set a perfect example of kindness and love. Throughout his earthly ministry, Jesus showed his love for others by blessing and serving the poor, the sick, and the distressed. Jesus did not run away from the lepers, as most people did at the time. He touched them, and he healed them. He did not turn away from anyone who needed help. How can we show Jesus' love to others like this? How can we bless and serve the poor, the sick, and the distressed? Some people listening to this can go out and volunteer at a soup kitchen or a food pantry. Or maybe you'd rather volunteer at a hospital or somewhere you can help out people who are sick. Maybe you would like to be a hospice volunteer and sit with those who are dying and have no one else to be with them. However, there are others listening to this and you're thinking your days of helping the poor or the sick are over because you can't get out of the house to volunteer anywhere. I assure you, your days of helping are not over. They've just changed. Now instead of going out and doing the volunteering work by hand, you can pray for those in need and you can pray for people to answer God's call to go out and help. St. Teresa of Lisseur is the patron saint of missions, even though she was never healthy enough to go on one. She didn't let her health stop her from praying for everyone who could go on missions. Jesus also showed his love by others by not making other people feel bad for what they did or who they were. God didn't condemn the tax collectors or the Roman soldiers. He didn't condemn the woman who was caught in adultery or the woman at the well who had been married several times and was living with a man she was not married to. What brought people to Christianity in the very beginning was the love Jesus had for everyone. People were finding a love they had not known before when they found Jesus. They were used to rules and judgment. They were used to following gods that required so much of them. They found this new religion fascinating, a religion where God just wanted to love you and to be loved. He didn't require much on your part. People could come as they were. They were not expected to be perfect because Jesus set the bar when he said in Mark, Chapter 2, verse 17, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. The apostles were not going out and only talking to the Jewish people who knew God and were already following the laws. They were talking to everyone who would listen, and they were preaching about God's love. Who doesn't want to be loved? Who doesn't want to be accepted? I think we have lost this idea of talking about God's love somewhere along the way. Somewhere along the way, we started talking more about the legalistic side of Christianity, especially Catholicism, than we did about the love Jesus had for everyone. Yes, there is a right and a wrong way to live. Yes, God tells us what the right and wrong way is in his scripture. However, we will never get the chance to show people the benefit of living God's way if we don't start with loving them right where they're at first. People want to be accepted for who they are, and they want to be met where they're at. Jesus didn't tell the tax collectors he would have dinner with them when they changed their lifestyle. He loved them while they were sinners, and he told them he had so much more for them. 
If people feel love and accepted, they will be open to hearing what it is you have to say. We want people to know all the things Jesus says. We want people to live according to God's ways. And we want this because we care about their souls. This is a great thing. I'm not saying it's wrong to care about the way people are living their lives. I'm saying if we want to save their soul, we need to start with loving them just as they are. The way to get people to want to save their own souls, which is the only way anything will change, is by being a reflection of God's love. Love them as Jesus does. Love them in all their imperfections and all their messiness of life. Do not continually tell them they need to change who they are. Shower them with so much love. Tell them about Jesus and how much he loves them, just as they are, and then pray for them. Your prayers will do so much more than your nagging will. If people feel judged, they will not ask questions. They will not be open to hearing anything we have to say. I believe what God needs most from us is not us judging others and trying to talk them into changing their behaviors. What he needs most from us is our loving others like Jesus did. He needs us to love them so much that they ask themselves, How can I love as much as that person does? How can I love so unconditionally? How can I be so accepting of people? How can I love so freely? When they ask those questions, then they will be open to hearing about the gospel and about how God loves them completely. Can we do that? Can we love others like Jesus did? Can we lead with love first? Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless all those listening to this episode today. Lord, we long for you, just as the verse says, Our soul thirsts for you, as one would thirst for water in a dry land. Lord, we love you, and we want to bring others into a personal relationship with you. Help us do this. Please help us to understand how to love others like you did. Show us where in our lives we are falling short of this, Lord. Give us the strength to hold our tongue and to not nag our loved ones to do what we want them to do. We are coming from a loving place, Lord. We want to save their souls. Yet we know you are the only one to do that, Lord. Help us to learn to say less to the person and pray more to you. Help us to truly turn them over to your loving care, Lord. You care more about their souls than we ever could. Help us, Lord. We are trying. We are so grateful for all you do. You give light to our lamps and you brighten the darkness about us. You are the word of God and you are the word of life. We love you, Lord, and we ask all of this in accordance with your will and in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey to walk boldly with Jesus. I look forward to spending time with you tomorrow. Have a blessed day. 